The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Before that, we have a ton of gardening questions for Porrick Orkin. Porrick, how are you? I'm good, Anton. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to be keeping you busy over the next while. Let's kick off with, uh, can you ask Porrick, should I cut back the flower heads of an arum lily as the heads fade? Also, no, yeah, others, uh, brace yourself. Also, none of my alliums came back this year. Any reason? Oh, well, it's unusual because the alliums were beautiful there right through late April and May. Um, heavy wet ground they dislike and we had quite a wet autumn winter this year. So if they're in heavy wet soil, they'll often rot through the winter period. So my advice really with the alliums is just to dig one or two of the bulbs up and see are they're still there. Um, but my, my guess is that they've rotted over the winter just due to the wet conditions. In terms of deadheading, all plants, the function of any plant on time is to produce flower so that it produces seed. And if we stop plants from producing seed, they repeat the flowering process. So we do a lot of deadheading at this time of year on roses, on arum lilies, on lots of your garden plants, anything that's coming into flower and beginning to go over. For example, lupins at the moment are producing their seed. So if you simply go out once a week, go around the plants, cut off any old flower heads that are producing seed, it triggers the plant to come back into flower again. So deadheading is a must at this time of year. And when we deadhead, we liquid feed as well. So liquid feeding of all flowering plants once a week will keep them blooming right through to autumn. Question asking, how do you get rid of tiny red insects all over the paths and concrete? I think they're called concrete mites or God's horses, as we call them. Do we not call them money spiders as well, or is that a different or, thing? Yeah, they're little mites, Anton, and they really do no harm. I mean, due to the very warm temperatures, we're seeing lots of insect activity like millipedes, like mites, um, and, you know, even ants very quickly are actually going to start swarming with this with this heat that we're having at the moment. So, But that's part of biodiversity. I'm, I'm not an advocate of treating insects just for the sake of... Of, of treating them. So my advice is really to leave them well enough alone. They're not doing any harm. They're part of the ecosystem and they're breaking down dead matter and consuming it. So insects like wood lice, centipedes, mites in general, um, fair enough if you've got some aphids maybe on your roses or uh, caterpillars on your vegetables, then you can use an organic treatment like, like uh, bug clear would be very effective. But in the general run of the mill, my advice is really to leave the the insects alone, you particularly on your patios. You mentioned the weather we're having at present, combination yes. of heat and heavy rain. Is there anything yes. in particular in general we should be doing in terms of our planting now? Well, here's one for you. Met Aaron issued a blight warning for Thursday and Friday. When we get temperatures above 10 degrees Celsius and high humidity, which we're going to have, we have it today and we're going to have it right through Thursday, Friday and the weekend, there's a blight warning right through the entire country at the moment. So my advice for people that are growing potatoes or tomatoes, and if you've got them outside, then if you get a, a bit of dry weather, apply some blight preventative treatment. Something like the bare potato blight is very effective. So that's the first thing. The second thing you'll notice after the rain is that plants have actually burst into growth and into flower colour. So I'm amazed even after five or six days how well plants that were getting a bit lazy and beginning to wilt over and they were suffering from the lack of moisture have suddenly come forward now and they're really doing well. So the feeding of plants should happen at the moment. Lawns are, again, very much stressed due to the dry weather. So again, feeding your lawn with a granulated lawn feed like zero will perk it up and give it a nice green colour. But also with the wet weather, Anton, it's brilliant for the sowing of seed 
So if you want to sow a new lawn, for example, or some wildflower seed, it's going to germinate very, very rapidly at this time of year because there's so much heat in the soil. And it's also excellent planting weather. So if you want a bit of summer colour, then hydrangeas, for example, the paniculata hydrangeas like phantom and whims red, if you want colour, certainly from July through till October, this is the time of year to plant those into the garden soil. And of course, roses were right in the, the busy time for the roses. It's a great time to plant a rose Anton, because you can go into your local garden centre, they're in flower, so you can actually see the plant in bloom, but more importantly, you can smell them to pick that one with a really beautiful, strong scent. So it's fantastic planting weather in general because of the rain that we've had. And remember, the plants planted now will flower very quickly, but they'll flower right through until September, October. So it's a terrific time of year. And in your vegetable garden, if you want some salads or herbs for later on the season, pop into your local garden centre, they'll have some fantastic vegetables plants ready to put into the garden and if you plant something like Swiss chard or some herbs they'll be ready in a couple of weeks to start trimming them and harvesting lettuce for example or any of the salad leaves get them into the ground now here's a challenging one for you growing pumpkins when and how to cut off extra growth to ensure the main pumpkins grow bigger Ah, great question so first of all pumpkins can be You sow them from seed indoors because they're frost sensitive, but anytime from now on, they can grow out into the garden soil. Now they are hungry buggers, so you need to put plenty of compost when you're planting them and give them plenty of space as well because a a typical pumpkin plant will grow anything up to two meters in diameter. So lots of space, space and plenty of rich organic compost when planting. As they come into flower, get out the paintbrush and do a little bit of pollination. So just dabbing one flower with a little bit of pollen off the off the brush. And we normally allow two to three pumpkins to develop an, on a singular plant. So once it is produced, once they're about the size of a golf ball, then remove any extension growth, any long growth off that because the energy is going into and has been wasted into that growth. And you need to feed pumpkins every week with a high potassium feed. So something like a tomato feed would be absolutely brilliant to feed the pumpkins with. But they're a fantastic crop, great fun. And then you can harvest them, of course, in, you know, as we come into Halloween, as the weather gets a little bit cooler. My advice as well, if you are growing pumpkins or melons out of doors or even uh, marrows, is to put a slate or uh, maybe a small terracotta pot underneath the fruit. Keep it up off the soil. That stops the slugs and snails getting at it, but also it, it stops the, the uh, fruit being too wet and sitting on wet soil. So get them up into the air. Now, time is very much against us, but this one is one so close to my heart that I'm going to indulge myself and ask him. (laughs) What can you do to get rid of the little bugs in basil plants indoors, asks Prida. I have tried everything from hoovering them to spraying them with garlic water. What works? Well, look at, I mean, you know, again, you can use something safe, something organic, like, again, the bug clear I mentioned. It's actually made from rapeseed oil. And what it does, what you're seeing on, on basil are aphids small little green fly or white fly that literally suck the protein out of the basil plants. Now you can wash them off uh, with a bit of wash, washing up liquid and warm water, that'll get rid of them. But also you can use something like Bug Clear, which is made from rapeseed oil, which is very safe to use. And it literally smothers the bugs um, and gets rid of them that way. But look, again, we're seeing lots of aphids at this time of year on most plants. Trees and shrubs will have them as well. And again, my advice for established plants like hedges or trees and shrubs is not to spray. 
let the let the bugs have their feed. They're, they're going to disappear in a couple of weeks' time and the trees will come back from it perfectly And fine. just keep your fingers crossed for the occasional ladybird. Porrick Horkin, as always, Gentna Scholar, thank you so much. That's it for us on the Pat Kenny Show this morning. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.